I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. In just a moment, we're going to get into the 2020 Times uh, person or persons of the year. I'm going to share with you who it's been revealed will take the cover of Time Magazine as the 2020 person of the year. It's an interesting choice, and we'll get into the explanation as to why the publication chose. Uh, but first, can I remind you of a plea I made earlier, and that is to... Uh, as you're saying your prayers tonight, if you could remember uh, this name, Gail Halverson, uh, Colonel Halverson, the candy bomber. Uh, the reason I bring up the candy bomber is uh, it's been reported uh, in the Outer Banks Voice, a, a very small publication in North Carolina, that the candy bomber uh, has come down with COVID-19, tested positive for COVID-19. We've been discussing uh, Colonel Halverson for for some time here on the air, most recently because he, uh, well, in October celebrated his 100th birthday, his 100th birthday. It's also right now, interestingly, uh, the subject of a petition circulating around the country calling on the White House, President Trump specifically, to award Colonel Halverson, the candy bomber, with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So... If you can think back on what you know of the story of the great candy bomber, uh, you know that he is a strong man who lived a strong life and right now could uh, borrow a little bit of your strength through your prayers as he battles COVID-19. We wish him the best of luck on that uh, fight. Hopefully we'll be speaking to him again soon after he comes out on the other side of COVID-19 victorious. Best of luck, Colonel. Uh, All right. Now, I want to talk to you about Time magazine. We occasionally here will speculate as to who deserves to be the bearer of the title Person of the Year. Well, uh, Time magazine has, at least in their estimation, put that question to rest here for the year 2020. And if you don't know already, I'll tell you that President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris uh, will share the cover as Persons of the Year 2020. Uh, Let me walk through just a little bit of the rationale presented by Times Editor-in-Chief as uh, he discusses this year's Person of the Year and the history of choosing the president or president-elect. Here is Edward uh, Falsenthal. Time has always had a special connection to the presidency. Every elected president since FDR has been person of the year at some point during their term. This is the first time we've also named a vice president as person of the year. The Biden-Harris ticket represents something historic. Thank you for the honor. Thank you very much. Thank you. Person of the year is not just about the year that was, but 
about where we're headed. And the next four years are going to be an enormous test of them and all of us to see whether they can bring about the unity they've promised. Interesting. Uh, In the written explanation for this year's selection, that same editor-in-chief of Time, Edward Felsenthal, he writes that Time's Person of the Year over the course of nearly a century has been a measuring stick for where the world is and where it's going. He continues by posing the question, but how to make sense of 2020, a year without measure? That is an interesting way of characterizing 2020. Do you agree? I won't dwell on this too much, but uh, w- would you agree with uh, Times editor here that 2020 is a year without measure? Anyway, a year marked by multiple crises all at once all over the world, a once-in-a-century plague, brutal racial injustice, glaring inequality, apocalyptic fires, and democracy under fire. That is how Edward Felsenthal starts his explanation of the selection of, again, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris as Time's Persons of the Year for 2020. Now let's have a look at what uh, President-elect Biden has said in response to this selection here, Joe Biden. The first president to be Person of the Year was FDR in 1932. Time called his victory a feat of political mountain climbing. Here we are in 2020. How does it feel at the top of the mountain? Well, it's uh, it's not kind of how I look at it. It feels as though that uh, there's an opportunity to right a lot of wrongs and make some real progress. Uh, I I think that there are some parallels, not to me and Roosevelt, but to 32 and now, in that uh, we're at a time when uh, democracy was really uh, at stake. In a subsequent conversation, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, who will share the Time cover with President-elect Joe Biden, uh, she was interviewed by Time senior correspondent uh, Charlotte Alter, where they discussed uh, Kamala Harris's positioning as Person of the Year. This has been a really meaningful moment for little girls all over the country, and I'm wondering what it means to you to watch how much it means to them. You know, my mother had many sayings. I say it all the time, but one of them was um, she would say, Kamala, you may be the first to do many things. Make sure you're not the last. And that's about legacy. That's about creating a pathway. That's about leaving the door more open than it was when you walked in. I just got a text come through reminding me that in 1939, uh, the Time magazine decided to give uh, the award or the distinction of person of the year, not necessarily to a hero, uh, but someone with a far more infamous and nefarious history. We're going to get into the history of Time's Person of the Year in just a moment. But before we get to that, I want to wrap up what's going on now. I want you to understand uh, how it is that Time magazine looks at the decisions that it makes. In fact, there was not that long ago a, a full documentary made about the process through which Time Magazine passes as it makes its decisions each year. And the managing editors of Time Magazine just a few years ago explained how the person of the year is chosen. So uh, this is absent any specific name. This is the process through which Time editors go to make the selection. The person of the year is the person who most affected the news, for better or for worse. That is how Time editors define the magazine's person of the year. And their annual pick is one of the most anticipated announcements in journalism. 
It began with the editors feeling that they had missed the historic story of Charles Lindbergh. I landed with the expectancy to see Europe. And they felt, why don't we put uh, Charles Lindbergh on the cover and name him Man of the Year? I, I love that that bit of history. And if you think back to the, the Jimmy Stewart movie when the spirit of St. Louis lands and it's torn to shreds by those souvenir seekers, that is kind of emblematic of the of the response that he received when he got back. There wasn't uh, much fanfare in the press. In fact, uh, Time magazine came under great criticism, great criticism for uh, failing, failing to place this American hero on its cover. And just like you heard the documentarian explain there, the inclusion or the dawn of person of the year or man of the year, as it was known, uh, all the way until 1999, interestingly, the the catalyst was was uh, Lindbergh, Charles Lindbergh, and the very first Times man of the year came about uh, really to to make good on a mistake that had been, been made earlier in the year. Uh, anyway, the editors in that documentary I mentioned, they continue to explain what this means for the person chosen. It's not necessarily an honor. The decision over who to choose as person of the year generates a lot of debate among staffers. But one thing editors do agree on. It's not an honor. Not an honor. Not an honor. It's neutral. It's a recognition of somebody's effect on the world. All right. So with that said... Let me ask you, and I'd ask you to, to respond via text message or feel free to call in if you'd like, uh, 801-575-8255. That's 801-KSL-TALK or the text line, the Utah Community Credit Union text line is 57500. Did time get it right this year? And if not, who would you like to see on the cover? And you know what? Just for fun, why don't we pick a Utah person of the year? Uh, all right. Some of your thoughts next, plus the history of those recipients of Times Person, Man, Woman, Group of the Year. Coming up next on Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike, into the final half hour of today's program. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today, episode number 240. We're taking some time here just to shoot the breeze together about an announcement which has come from Time Magazine. It comes every year since, what, 1920-something, whenever it was, that... Uh, Charles Lindbergh was the first to receive the distinction. 1927, Charles Lindbergh was Time Magazine's first Man of the Year. Uh, now they call it Person of the Year. I think they made that change in, say, 1999 or so. Uh, Person of the Year, Persons, this year has been announced to be President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. We've walked through a bit of the process through which the decision makers go, those uh, big bosses at Time Magazine, when they decide who is deserving of that distinction, they, they say it's not an honor necessarily, and that what they are looking for is the individual or individuals or group that has had the, the largest impact. My question is, was this the right choice? Uh, do you believe that uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are uh, best positioned to bear the distinction of uh, time, person, or persons of the year. A few text messages have come through saying that, hold on a second, Biden-Harris, they haven't done anything yet. W- w- how, how are they getting this distinction? Uh, another says, uh, maybe we ought to think about Anthony Fauci as person of the year. Uh, but let's go to the phones for a, a quick moment here, then we'll come back to the text messages, and I'll share with you a bit of the history of this time 
Magazine distinction. Gloria calls first from Salt Lake City. Gloria, who do you think ought to be on the cover of Time Magazine as Person of the Year 2020? Oh, we lost Gloria. I can tell you, though, here I've got the notes. Uh, She wanted to see President Trump on the cover because, quote, he rocks. That, according to Gloria, out of Salt Lake City. Uh, If you remember 2016, President Trump was Time's Person of the Year. And if you say, yeah, well, so uh, why not put him on there again? Well, there is precedent. Uh, And there is relatively recent precedent. It was uh, Barack Obama, President Obama, who in 2008 was on the cover and then again in 2012. Uh, Let's move on to Bluffdale. John calling in. John, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for listening and calling in. How are you? I'm great. And, Lee, I love your show and I appreciate what you're doing. In regards to President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect, Kamala Harris, I support that selection 100%. They candidate, they worked hard, and they won the election fair and square. But what makes my blood boil is how mean and dirty the Republicans are trying to do everything they can to keep them from taking office January 20th, 2021. All righty. Well, uh, John, listen, thanks for the call and thanks for the fine praise. I will accept that any day if anyone wants to call up and tell me what a good job I'm doing. The lines are always open to you, of course. Uh, John, thanks again for the call. I guess we have Gloria back on the line. Gloria, you back with us? Yes. Gloria, Thank t- you. Sorry, t- my phone died. Nah, that's all right. It happens. Technology's tough, right? And in the year of the Zoom call, uh, we are all very understanding of some of those uh, cutouts. Gloria, <laughs> yes. tell me who ought to be on the cover of Time Magazine this year, 2020 Person of the Year. Our great U.S. President, President Donald Trump. Is that right? Tell me why. Yeah. Well, amongst all the great things he's done for this country, first and foremost, my reason is that he brought us the coronavirus vaccine in record time with a record success rate. Uh, now, would you would you think about if that if that's one of the criteria, would you think about giving it to a, a company like Pfizer or Moderna or, or is it still President Trump deserving of that distinction? Well, you know, I think it's him because he uh, with his administration leaded the way he led the way for these companies to be the first to do this. He helped with the coronavirus by being a great leader, being, um, you know, providing ventilators and PPE. Nobody was without PPE and all the great things he's done, building our economy and um, low unemployment rates, record breaking everywhere you turn. And Operation so. Operation Warp Speed uh, lent a lot of resources to the development of that vaccine. I can understand the argument. Let's uh, turn now to the, the text messages that have come in. And I I knew I knew that this would be a suggestion. I knew that we would hear people calling for Anthony Fauci to find himself on the cover of this magazine or maybe more broadly, the healthcare worker. Most recent text to come through says it should be uh, the healthcare worker. Well, interestingly, Time magazine has done something where they have, in addition to declaring there to be a, a person of the year or persons, They have this year uh, also included a a category of Guardians of the Year, and they have awarded that distinction to Dr. Anthony Fauci and frontline health workers. Uh, I'm going to share this on my Facebook page from Time Magazine. Uh, The the reason I'll share it, the the articles supporting Time's decision for Garden of the Year, again, that being Dr. Anthony Fauci and the health care workers, there are some stories of 
frontline healthcare workers that if you don't know someone yourself or if you aren't a healthcare worker, I, I, I insist that you read these stories. In fact, everyone should read them. There are uh, some sacrifices made by some of these folks whose job it is to take care of the sick. And this year, sick was uh, redefined and the ante was up significantly. There's one story, and I'm not so good with the, the details. I'll give you the broad strokes there. Uh, I believe in the Midwest was a uh, one of those assisted living facilities where very early in the spread of the virus, the, the bosses there looked around and re- recognized that, oh my gosh, this, this location here and all like it across the country are very dangerous. And we are very susceptible to this virus getting in here and spreading like wildfire. And as that, as it is our job to take care of folks who are in the highest risk age group, we need to pull out all the stops. And so what they did was they created a bubble of sorts. Before even case one of COVID-19 knocked on the door of this facility, they looked around at their workers and then said, we need some volunteers. <coughs> Excuse me. We need some of you to volunteer to not only render aid to the residents here in this facility, but also become residents yourself because we're going to seal up the doors and we're going to make sure that our duty to take care of these high-risk patients is fulfilled. And there are stories of those workers who decided for months, for months, to say goodbye to their own home, say goodbye to their own family, and have contact with the outside world only via Zoom or Teams or FaceTime, and to become residents themselves of one of these long-term care facilities. Safeguarding, safeguarding the health of those uh, in their care. It's admirable stuff. I'll share it on my Facebook page. Some of the other suggestions here, uh, Elon Musk, that's a good one for me. If you remember yesterday's program, I made the argument that there's a good chance that 10, 20, 30 years down the road, when we look back at 2020 and <laughs> and define it, there's a good chance that we define it in terms of space exploration and not the COVID-19 pandemic. Why? Well, because so much has happened. In particular, the ability for the public and the private sector to come together, NASA and SpaceX and other private companies, and get American astronauts into outer space, specifically the International Space Station. That ability and our demonstration uh, and our desire to move in that direction, it is that this is going to sound like big flowery verbiage and an overstatement, but I, I don't believe it is. The trajectory of humanity changed this year, and not because of the COVID virus, but because of space exploration. And Elon Musk's role in this cannot be uh, overstated. So uh, I I would not have been surprised to see him on the cover, and I believe that uh, in the not-too-distant future, we will see him on the cover as Time's Person of the Year. Quick break. When we return, I want to talk to you about some of the trends that have emerged this past year on Google. Everything is different this year, right? COVID-19 threw it all upside down. And Google has quantified some of that change. I'll share some of these interesting findings with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.